Welcome to the Alvin Galloway Show on KRDP. On this segment of the show, we continue our look at COVID-19 and its variants. And considering the pandemic that continues to grow throughout the United States and the world, uh, it's definitely something we have to continue to keep an eye on. It seems that many in this country believe that since uh, the judge in Florida, I believe it was, um, cut the mandate for wearing the masks in uh, on planes and trains and public transportation, um, that the pandemic is over. Well, the pandemic is not really over, even though Dr. Fauci, who's with the uh, CDC, know that, that we are approaching uh, epidemic and not the pandemic, uh, COVID-19 and its variants are still prevalent in this country and are still affecting lives and are still affecting the health of this country. Not only the physical health, but the economic and mental health of this country. Picture this. There has been over 83 million coronavirus cases in the United States. Let me say that again. Over 83 million. The number is 83,356,490 cases, that is. And deaths from coronavirus, over 1 million in this country alone 1,023,513 and counting deaths from coronavirus in this country worldwide there's been 6,271,007 deaths from coronavirus. Now, in all the wars that the United States has been involved in, the number of casualties in all the wars added up from the Revolutionary War to now, there's been 1,354,664 deaths all the casualties from the American Revolutionary War till now of Americans fighting for this country. And that spans hundreds of years. In less than four years, we're approaching year three. We are in year three of the coronavirus. We have already had a million deaths. People need to take precautions People need to continue to take this serious, seriously. And politicians need to stop making this a political issue and do what's right for the health, the wealth, and the prosperity of every citizen in this country. And on this segment, we address the BA2 variant gains ground and are we 
heading back to the future. The subject was addressed through a briefing held by Ethnic Media Services recently in which experts looked at the various conditions of the BA2 variant and how it is traveling throughout the United States. In February, the first few cases of two new, more infectious variants were identified in northeastern United States, dubbed BA.2.12.1 and BA.2.12.2. The sublineages of the BA2 variant made up only 1.5% of the newly sequenced positive tests before March 19. But New York State public health officials warned that the new variants are thought to be to have now a 23 to 27% growth advantage over the BA2, which itself had an estimated 30% growth advantage over the original Omicron. In a week ending April 16th, BA2.12.1, which seems to be more dominant of the two, made up 19% of all newly sequenced positive COVID tests in the country. The Centers for Disease Control data release showed that BA2 .12.1 now makes up 36.5% of the newly of all newly sequenced positive covid tests that's a jump close to 100% in the past 2 weeks in the northeast region defined by New York, New Jersey and Connecticut where the variant first took hold and now accounts for 61% of all new cases Nearby in the region made up of Delaware, D.C., Maryland, Pennsylvania, Virginia, West Virginia, the share is 40%. In the southwest, which seems to be about two to three weeks behind the northeast in the spread of many recent variants, numbers are much lower. CDC figures indicate that in California, Nevada, and Arizona, BA2.12.1 now accounts for 20% of new cases across Arkansas, Louisiana, New Mexico, Oklahoma, and Texas, it is 13.9%. And as I said, the Southwest lags two weeks behind the Northeast. So those numbers will be rising. The experts convened by Ethnic Media Services at a roundtable news briefing said that compared to Omicron and Delta, the BA.2 is equally virulent and that Latinos are the most at risk for the infection, hospitalization, and death. They argue that a second booster is highly recommended for those over 50. And we'll hear from Dr. Ben Newman, professor of biology, chief biologist of Global Health Research Complex of Texas A&M University, Dr. Dali Fan, Health Sciences Clinical Professor at UC Davis, Dr. Manish Nuwaskar, Pediatric Pulmonologist, Stanford Children's Health, and Dr. Daniel Turner Rivaris, co-founder of Latino Coalition Against COVID-19 and a volunteer physician for 
for the COVID-19 vaccine education and empowerment and detention program. So stay tuned to the Alvin Galloway Show as we address BA.2 variant gains ground. Are we heading back to the future? Hi, I'm jazz artist Bretina, and I love listening to the Alvin Galloway Show every Sunday, 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. for conversation, information, music, and culture. So stay tuned as you tune in for an intellectual tune-up on the Alvin Galloway Show. How do we see our lives? Is it everything we We begin the segment with Dr. Ben Newman, professor of biology and chief virologist of the Global Health Research Complex, Texas A&M University, as he talks about the BA2 and Omicron origins and how vaccines can help curb the variants. BA2 is a very similar virus to Omicron, and it probably shares a common ancestor with this. But this is a common ancestor whose name we do not know. Uh, It is likely that if we had monitoring in whatever part of the world this came from, we would have called this a particular Greek letter variant but it most likely happened out of the sight of our sequencing. I think the most important place that BA2 and Omicron came from is from a person. And it's most likely a person who either couldn't or didn't have a vaccine. And when we vaccinate people, we can essentially stop this from happening. And I like the progress that has been going on in that, but there's still a lot of work to do for sure. Now, on the other questions, and one of those is, uh, can we expect new variants? Uh, And the answer is yes, absolutely. Uh, As the virus grows, it changes. Uh, Change is actually part of the growth of coronaviruses and many other viruses. So it's certain. And what we have seen so far is that the virus for a while was getting faster. It was just better at jumping from one person to another. I think of this like the old story of the tortoise and the hare. The early variants were like the hares. They ran very fast and very far. As the climate became more difficult for viruses, as we built up more immunity through vaccination and through repeated exposure, it became impossible for viruses like this to grow. And we've recently seen that the Delta variant, which is the last of these early viruses, has effectively gone extinct worldwide. It is only the tortoises that are left. And viruses like BA2 and Omicron, think of them as being armored. They're not particularly fast, although they can spread in new ways. These are the viruses that can spread to people who have some immunity already. And that's the concern. Uh, These represent a possibility of repeated exposure and additional bad things happening, even when people have taken some of the right precautions. 
Omicron is not our friend. It's not anyone's friend. And it's something that we need to get rid of as quickly as possible, in my opinion, as a virologist. Between Thanksgiving and Valentine's Day, we had a minimum of 10% of the US population infected with some version of COVID. And most likely the number is higher. It's probably closer to one in four people that were infected. All he's saying is that the viruses kind of burn out <laughs> the uh, easy fuel for the moment. But I think the problem with dealing with things like this is complacency. The immunity that we build to exposures or vaccines is temporary. It has a window. It's like a little egg timer and it ticks down one tick at a time until you're no longer protected. And there is no way to tell from looking at a person whether they will be protected against this variant or the next variant. And as time goes on, it becomes less likely that protection that we have from whatever means will actually stand up against the new variants. That's just natural selection. It's a powerful way of finding solutions to problems. And the virus is changing because we are putting it in a bad spot, forcing it to change. I see a lot of progress, but we are definitely not done yet. Dr. Dali Fan, Health Sciences Clinical Professor at UC Davis. With regard to who are most vulnerable, I think I think I would look at it in three different ways. One is the vaccinated versus the unvaccinated. Obviously, the vaccinated ones are more protected, and then the unvaccinated ones are the most vulnerable. And then how far away from inoculation of the vaccine is the second factor. If your uh, second dose or your booster dose is further away, uh, the immunity of protection might have weaned off. And the third one is a general, general vulnerability. Uh, if the caseload in the community is higher, then obviously everybody's vulnerability is, is higher. Uh, those are the things that I wanted to say for the time being. I think I just want to add one thing that according to the CDC, by April 2nd, 2022, uh, BA2 has become the dominant strain in the U.S. I think for that week, 72% of the people, new cases were BA2, so it's, it's gaining dominance.
ain't looking for Moses Looking for Moses Some look to God and lean on faith But he ain't gonna put no food on your plate mm -hmm. Looking for Moses Looking for Moses, Mama's Gun. Now we'll hear from Dr. Manusha 
Nuwashkar, pediatric pulmonologist, Stanford Children's Health. She speaks on the declining number of uh, children hospital cases, the importance of vaccine and being vaccinated. Yeah, so uh, just like Dr. Fan said, uh, so far we are not seeing uh, an increase in number of cases in the hospitals. Um, it seems like there are still some infections going on in the community, but uh, definitely not to the extent that we were seeing back in January, February timeframe. So, um, but what's coming up is unknown and we need to be uh, prepared for that. Uh, now, what in terms of vulnerability, uh, Dr. Fan said it right, like, you know, we have to look at as, uh, you know, vaccinated versus unvaccinated. So in the previous surges, it was very clear, especially also in pediatric population, that children who were unvaccinated were at much higher risk for getting hospitalized. Um, compared to the vaccinated ones. So vaccination does protect you from severe infection, uh, especially hospital admission, ICU and ventilator dependence and all that. So vaccination is the key. Um, the other thing is then there are other vulnerable population, right? Like especially in kids, you know, children who are immunocompromised, who are undergoing cancer chemotherapy or um, have some other types of diseases where they can't mount immune response, obesity, uncontrolled asthma. Um, those are the uh, population I am always worried about because uh, over time we have seen that these are the patients that have been hit the most. And so taking care of your underlying medical condition is really important and um, getting vaccinated again. So um, I think um, as the other speakers have alluded that um, this is, it's becoming sort of endemic now and we are going to get, it's not over certainly and new waves are expected to come. Our job is to protect ourselves and our family and community by doing the right thing, which is getting vaccinated and, um, you know, do the best we can with the circumstances. Doctors Newman, Fawn, and Oscar have expressed the importance of taking precautions even though the cases of COVID um, have gone down, whether it's uh, Delta, Omicron, or BA2 is, is rising a little bit, but taking precautions uh, and making sure that you and your family members are vaccinated and that will help stem the severity of you receiving or, uh, or uh, getting um, the BA2 virus and uh, going to the hospital and beating on a breathing machine and all those other complications. Vaccinations and boosters are the key to keeping you healthier and alive. Now we'll hear from Dr. Daniel Turner Yovaris, co-founder of Latino Coalition Against COVID-19 and a volunteer physician for COVID-19 vaccine education and empowerment 
and detention program. And Dr. Yovaris will address the question of why the Latino population has borne the brunt of this pandemic and has such a low vaccine vaccination rate. It's been very, the data has been very consistent for the last two years when it comes to this. The, the Latino population has, has borne the brunt of, of this pandemic. Um, if you look at the numbers, Latinos make up 38.9-40% of California's population, but 40% of its confirmed COVID infections and 44% of COVID uh, By contrast, uh, non-Latino whites represent 36% of the state population and are 24% of confirmed cases and 34% of COVID deaths. Similar disparities exist in vaccinations in the state. Only 64% of Latinos have received at least one COVID vaccine dose compared with 74% of non-Latino white population. And, and, I, and I think that we should all start with the uh, stipulation that um, the data that we are looking at and the numbers that we say when we put these numbers out into the news is an estimation. Uh, the CDC also has uh, admitted that the data collection and the data that we're looking at is not complete and most likely an underestimation of the number of deaths and the number of cases. So with that said, we are still looking at the same disparities that we looked at right from the beginning uh, of this pandemic. You know, research found many reasons for why Latinos in California uh, were disproportionately affected by COVID-19. Uh, it, it includes Latinos have overrepresented in the frontline occupations, uh, which are associated with higher risk of infection through more frequent exposure to the virus. Latinos are more likely than non-Latino whites to live in overcrowded housing that is unsuitable for proper quarantine and isolation. Then there's the lack of access to healthcare. Uh, this has been an ongoing problem pre-pandemic. Eligibility for health insurance made it hard to test, treat, vaccinate people at the height of the pandemic, even though um, you know, there was government funding that provided COVID testing and vaccines for uninsured and undocumented, which was um, critical uh, throughout this pandemic. Um, those individuals uh, are less likely to have a regular source of healthcare and do not necessarily know that free testing was available and, and, va and vaccinations because historically we have not been connected to this group. And so all of a sudden, we wanted to be connected to this group, but this is something that takes time. This is something that takes a lot of effort. And this is one of the reasons why we started the Latino Coalition Against COVID-19. This is the Alvin Galloway Show on KRDP. Listen, the number two, krdp.com. Also in the East Valley, KRDP 90.7 FM. Programming on KRDP is supported by Native Health. Located at 4041 North Central Avenue, Building C, at the southeast corner of Central Avenue and Indian School Road in Phoenix. Native Health provides primary medical, dental, behavioral health, WIC, and wellness services for the urban Native American community. More information is available at 602 279 5262 or online at org. People believe me I know life could be so heavy but you're not alone 
You gotta get up. There's no time for putting down. We gotta move on. We can't give up now. This is the Alvin Galloway Show on this fabulous Sunday afternoon from 2 to 4, broadcasting from the Phoenix Center for the Arts. You're tuned to KRDP Indy, where the valley comes to talk, sing, and connect. Streaming valley-wide and across the globe at listen, the number 2, krdp.com. And also, you can check us out from 4 to 6 on 90.7 FM, KRDP, jamming in the East Valley and online at listen, the number 2, krdp.com, a service of Desert Soul Media. The BA2 variant gains ground. Are we heading back to the future? A briefing sponsored by 
Ethnic Media Services. From clinical perspective, right? So I think uh, what we know so far is that the vaccination, the, the, the vaccinations that you have received so far are still working well against these variants. So what we have seen is that people who were vaccinated were less likely to be hospitalized in general. So that is the most important thing uh, that the vaccinations that people have received so far are working against the BA1 and BA2 variant. And from what I understand, you know, the, these variants are definitely more transmissible, but Again, as we saw with Omicron surge, that most people got uh, like more upper respiratory type of symptoms. And um, that's uh, partly because of the nature of the virus, but also because many people were vaccinated and boosted and that protected them from getting the severe infections, right? So again, the, the, the important thing is get vaccinated, which will prevent you from getting severe infection. That is that is what I would say. And this is the Alvin Galloway Show, and we want to thank Ethnic Media Services for the briefing again, um, for the information that they provide and the people and the experts they provide to give us the knowledge, they give us the information to make good choices about our lives and gives us good information from experts in different areas to make good choices for our lives and our families' lives. And as I always say, today is a great day to make somebody's day great. Check us out on Facebook, The Alvin Galloway Show, and our podcast, The Alvin Galloway Show, wherever you find your favorite podcast shows. Be blessed. Thank you for listening to the Alvin Galloway Show podcast. We hope you like our show. And if you do, we hope that you will show your support by sharing our podcast with others and also supporting us monetarily. No donation is too small. We thank you again, and we'll see you on the next show.